Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You are now listening to the Dual Position Podcast. The boys are back to talk all things super coach all season long. Please welcome your hosts, Whisperer and Brew. Hello one, hello all. You are listening to the Dual Position Podcast. I'm your host, the SC Whisperer, joined, as always, by my illustrious friend whose lighting is very shocking. Brewski, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. How's it going? Good, mate. Good. I, I see you've uh, I see you've, you've busted out six or seven torches to, to light up those those walls behind you. No, I've got the lamps on. I don't know why it looks so bad. Mate, how did uh how did last week go? I actually saw some green arrows despite scoring a thousand and forty. I was Definitely expecting to see red. We're up to five ninety nine, so literally one spot inside the top, the top six hundred. How are the Brewell order traveling heading into round twelve? I lost twelve hundred spots, so I'll be in what seven point two k, I think, if that puts me seven three nine eight. There we go. There it's on the it screen. is. It is Silly on the screen. Try, try, <laughs> try to include the audio listeners, mate. Not everyone can see. Yeah, seven three nine eight. So yeah, I lost twelve hundred, but um, wasn't a disaster because I had a pretty crappy score, to be honest. Yeah, look, I think that was the case for for us all. Like, yeah, I scored I scored a thousand forty with updates that they were kind, but and I was expecting to see huge reds, but we we saw some slight greens, which is fantastic. Uh, some plenty to discuss today. Like, there's there's plenty of ins, plenty of outs, and there's one cheapy who this podcast is named after, who you and I are both. Uh, I'm sure we're, we're both keen on and. He is the 15th highest averaging player after just two rounds. That is uh, that is Karaz from the Bulldogs. We will touch on him, but there was plenty to unravel from TLT. The big one, obviously. We knew that Turbo was out for the season. We didn't know the exact route that Dez wanted to go down. It, it, he has lent back on Garrick at fullback, which means Cooler stays uh, in the centre. It's not too surprising, but I mean, for Supercoach output, I would have liked to see Cooler at the back. Oh, nah, Garrick. It was always going to be Garrick. Garrick's quite a good uh, fullback, so I, I didn't expect anything else. But yeah, for super catch purposes, it would have been nice because Cooler's been a bit of a bum. i tell you what has sort of dampened the spirits a little bit. I think Reese Robson's stocks have plummeted because with the injury to Kyle Felt, let's see, Todd Payton shift a bench utility Hamiso Tabuafido to the wing, which sees Jake Granville come in. So, like, that guaranteed 80 minutes from Robson, like, is no longer there. Are you still as keen on him now as what you were on Sunday? I'd still be keen on him. I don't think he'll take minutes from him, to be honest. I think he's more uh, backline protection. And if he did come on, I think Robson would play that floating middle role. So, I, I think he'll still play 80. Uh, Cohen Hess in for Jason Tamalolo. The Lolo injury looks less serious than what we first thought. He's definitely going to miss this week, obviously not being named. But there's a chance he returns next week. Which changes my output on him being a trade option? And we'll touch on that because he does feature in the top five most traded out. And uh, I do have a differing opinion, but we'll touch on the, the low lobe situation in due time. Uh, Adam Reynolds still out. So we get another week of Ezra Mam. Not too sure if I'm happy about that or, or sad about it. Obviously, if he does get some kind of long-term spot, he's someone we have to look at picking up. But in terms of classic relevance, 
only the second game, so no price rises there. Uh, your boy, Freddie Lussick, gets a start at 9 for the Warriors, with Jazz moving to 10, so that sort of hybrid role that Jazz was playing, playing a little bit of hooker, then shifting to the middle, sees him yeah, just, just go straight to prop uh, with AFB out with a Liz Frank injury, so he'll be out for a while. Do you, Look, there is some love for Jazz in the chat happening right now. Would, do you like him in this role, or would you prefer him starting at 9 and then moving to the middle, which is what has been working? Well, I was getting Jazz, to be honest with you. Um Dan and I were talking earlier today and we were both pretty keen. And But I think it's smoke and mirrors, to be honest with you. I, I think he'll start nine. I, I don't believe that lineup that's been named. I think there'll be late changes. I think Lussick will go back to the bench and I think Jazz will move back to nine. Yeah, I actually do agree with you there. I, 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 don't, I don't see how they line up with the the lineup that, that they have named. Hey, Trent's Peoples. All this fantastic job security we were talking about, about how he'll play the first two weeks and he'll be great cover for buys. <laughs> He's been dropped after after one starting performance. Gornski. I've got to admit he was pretty average last week. So I'm not I'm not a hundred percent surprised that he was dropped, but I kinda of thought he'd go back to the bench and not not go to Reggie's basically. So yeah, another hollow red dot in my squad, which is lovely, but hopefully Hopefully, hopefully he's there come round 17. Cam Murray also named on the extended bench. There is a concern, there's some concerns over Liam Knight and people holding on to the hope that uh, Peoples may come in. But I just think if Cam Murray passes the captain's run, he comes straight in and, and that pushes Peoples further down the food chain. Yeah, he, he was not good last week, unfortunately. Uh, Will Kennedy is back into fullback. No surprises there. Um, there was a case, uh, some people, there was some, some weird narratives going around that Lockie Miller there. I, I saw the Supercoach Experience t- saying that the Knights should target Lockie Miller. Yeah, he's, he's 27. He's never going to hold out Will Kennedy, and he's, he's back to the extended bench. Um, no surprises really there from me. Uh, but in big, bold letters, it's Karaz season. Now, the headline of this podcast, uh, Karaz from the Bulldogs, he is in. He gets us gets it named. A sick part of me was really hoping that he wasn't because I don't need him. Me too. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him, but like I don't need him, and it just bails a lot of people out. That it it, it is what it is. But like Karaz is named a minus eighty break even. I think if he scores like his projected average, which is seventy one, he makes one hundred and thirteen k or something this weekend. So definite all systems go there. Um, Josh Adakar also back in. We'll, we'll touch on Karaz in way more detail further on in this podcast. But yeah, to note that he has been named over Jaden Ockenbaugh. Uh Wanga Blake into this into the wing spot with near Corey on the edge. IPAP at 13 now. Mm. I don't know what's happening. You've got one of the best back rowers in the comp and you just move him to 13. Apparently, apparently he started in the middle last week and then moved to the edge when Maddo came on. Could explain yeah, the really could explain the really poor score that he had and was bailed out by the tri assist, but that's the concern. Mm, I don't want to go back. And they to, did this last year yeah, too. Like, I don't want to go back to fifty him point. Last year when they moved him to prop. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, I I've had him since round one or two, so it's not as concerning for me. But I think he was one of the most purchased players when I think it was Turbo or Paps went down. So those people are probably kicking stones at the moment. They're a bit a bit peeved off, I'd say, because if he does stay in the middle, it is going to cruelly scores a little bit, I'd suggest. Well, even for 20 minutes or so, like, as I was saying before, 50-point IPAP is definitely a real thing. Like, when he was playing through the middle last year, it just wasn't wasn't good. Um, for Madison, nothing changes. He's still on the bench, still great, still 
a very much a, a good option. Um, but yeah, IPAP at 13 is worrying. Uh, Mike Acevo is circling. He is very, very close to returning. He scored uh, 4,000 tries last week in his in his um, his game back, and he'll be playing again in the reserve grade this week. And I expect him to play probably next week or the week after, so he is one to look out for as well. And the last bit of news, Charles Nickel Cookstar is out for two weeks with a low-grade hamstring tear. That sees your boy, Xavier Savage, move into the fullback role for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't be rushing out to buy him as he... Does he still only have the fullback eligibility? I don't know if he's picked up center wing over the, the round updates, but I still wouldn't be rushing. And he should have. I, I'll, I'll check, but I'm pretty sure he was one of the names listed that would get updated. I, I, but oh, yeah, I guess, two I guess, weeks, you're going to bring him in and then you're going to need to sell him. He's not going to make a great deal of cash. He hasn't looked as good. Nah, he's just fullback only. Well, that's another thing we can um, talk about. They've, they've had position upgrades. So obviously the, the headline would be Sifatalakai gaining center wing. Uh, we knew this was coming, but this is the week they finally kicked into effect. Yeah, it was the week I was going to sell him to, and then Karaz was named. Oh, the joys. Hey, the top 10 most bought. No no, no guesses for uh, who number one is. Uh, Karaz, number one, slam dunk pick. Is there anything to, to debate here? I think the only thing we debate no. is, the, the only thing to, to debate is, is he a play this week or not? I'm playing him. He's, he's been impressive the first two weeks. I I can't fit him into my side unless I drop like Elliot or um, Starling, which it could be a, could be an option. But we're bringing him in this week. I'm, I'm not playing him. But yeah, like, is there any anything to say about him that that doesn't need to be said? Look, every center cheapy we've pretty much had since what Talamay, I guess, has crawled us. So touch <laughs> touch wood. It's not you know. The same go around because that is really going to piss me off if that's the case. But no, I think I think he's earned that spot, and the fact that Ado Car's back and he's still in the side is a very good sign. So he should hang on to it. But I will pretense that he does play for the Bulldogs, so I don't think he's going to score, you know, seventy to ninety-five points every week. But he does play the Dragons this week. That's a pretty. The Dragons will probably flog them, but I think there's an opportunity that dogs score points. And for that reason, I'm I'm going to play Karaz this week. I think he had 57 points in just base power alone last week. So he's definitely got the work rate and, and the tackle busting ability and, and yeah, you name it. Uh, a lot of his hit-ups are very Tedesco-esque when it comes to Supercoach. Like, you know how just sort of skips across the field, does a whole lot of nothing, but just racks up two or three tackle busts? That's yep. yeah, very similar to, to how Teddy runs. He was doing that a lot last week. So that, that is promising from a Supercoach standpoint. Uh, the number two most traded person in, it's it's Trent Peoples. And I'm really hoping that people have just done this before team lists have been named. Do not buy Trent Peoples, please. Yeah, that's... um <laughs> Has to hurt. Got to have been... That, that, that has to have been a yesterday thing. So, yeah, I'm sure that'll get updated. That is a, a peak rage trade right there. Uh, number three, probably also a rage trade, Selwyn Cobbo. Now, look, I never owned Cobbo, but you were speaking of him very highly all preseason. Are we, like, he's, what, 540K or something? He's, like, low 500s. Like, is there, is he a keeper? Because we're buying him at, like, look, he'll make a little bit of cash, but 540K, it seems like a stretch. Yeah, but it just depends how you play the game. I I, um, I had a look this week, to be honest with you, because I think he'll go pretty well again this week. And if he's banging out, you know, 80 to 130 then sometimes you'll just take the points and then deal with the rest later. So it, I think it, he's not, you're not going to bring him in to make you cash. I don't think because by the time he makes it, if you hold him, he'll probably lose it. So it's either you buy him to keep him 
or or you're targeting him for points. Well, that's the thing because like, you need points. If, if you're not if you're not seeing him as a cash gen, then you've got to see him as a keeper. Yeah, and and is he a keeper? Time will tell. He could be. I'm not so sure. My my verdict is out on the Selwyn Cobber trade-in. Uh, my verdict was also out on the Ryan Madison trade-in last week, but yet somehow he found his way into my side, and you loved him and didn't find his way into your side. So I think we're both back on the same path this week with Maddo. Uh, I've been converted. All systems go. Anyone that scores that much in base and power 91 without points, you know, I think real junk yeah, is, a, is definitely a trade-in. I personally, I, I don't want to pay 700k for him, so I'll wait. Uh, it could burn me, but for now I'm going to wait because I'm looking at picking up for feeder next week if I can. I think he'll play this week. Um, sorry to skip ahead. And he's got a massive break even, so I might be able to pick him up a bit cheaper. Uh, someone on, on this podcast said that Maddo's PPM was not sustainable and that person wasn't you. Uh, unfortunately, got that one wrong. 91 points in 62 minutes, 61 minutes with no attacking stats is exceptional. And I'm just really petrified that he's playing himself into an origin spot, which would not be good, and it would kill a lot of my round 17 planning. Uh, number five, uh, he's the second leading try scorer in the competition, and it's Jeremiah Nenai. Now, I cut Jesus. ties with Nenai a long, long time ago. and like, He's got yeah, a negative break even again. He does. The cows are playing good. He's scoring tries. He's, he's definitely a threat in the air with, with the kick that they're really targeting him. But can we go back there? Like, if he doesn't score, we know what he's like. And I, I just don't know if, if I can get burned again. I never owned him. Um, so I I, I'm on, I guess I'm on a different train to you. I, I wouldn't buy him at this price. I'd go for more certified keepers, basically. I'd, I'd look at Haas or Madison, those type of players over him personally. 500K, basically. 496K for then. I look... I, I just no, don't. I, I guess don't it's see it. it's not bad in a way. Like he's obviously got job security. If you compare him to a butcher for ninety five k less, like I stated it on Sunday, butcher's defense was horrible on the weekend. That that concerns me um, a little bit. He's he is on the edge again this week, and you would assume he'll be on the edge again. Next week. Do I change um, your mind if I tell you that Nanai's only had three scores above 60 all year? And we're now in round 12. Yeah, you do. 100 in round, uh, what was it, round three against the Broncos. That was when he got the hat trick. He, had got, he got 100 points as, a, as an edge forward. He got 91 yep. points last week against Melbourne. I'm pretty sure he bagged a double. And he got 63 points against the Tigers in round 10. So apart from that, there's, there's a reason why we sold him. Because from rounds 4 to 8, he went 37, 30, 53, 37, 69. Oh, sorry, 59. I'll take, 59. I'll take Jazz Tavanga and I'll take Cam McInnes over that for 20, 30k more. Ask yourself this. If you're sitting there buying Jeremiah Nanai, and the Cowboys played around 17 compared to around 13, would you still buy him? And if your answer is no, I think there's your answer for this trade-in personally. I'm not keen, and, and Brew brings up a great point. I think if you're targeting for buys, I'd much rather Jazz. And if you're targeting for long-term points, I'd much rather Cam McInnes. I think you're buying you're buying um, Nanai on, on the upswing, whereas you can buy McInnes still at a pretty decent price for his output um, for what we can see, and a much more consistent... like. You can say that oh he's a he's a he's a try scoring edge back row, but we've seen here he scores a hat trick and gets a hundred. Like 
you know what I mean? Like Garrick scored a hundred on the weekend, and he's a winger who doesn't have the like who isn't supposed to have the output that that Nenai has. So I'm giving it a miss personally. That's that's just mean, and I I don't really agree with the trade in whatsoever. Um, because yeah, I just don't really see what kind of value there is apart from like the the low break even. But once those big scores come out. You're just going to go straight back. The price is just going to plummet the same way that we saw rounds four to eight or whatever it was. Uh, number six, you're, I wanna, I'm going to give credit to you here because I didn't consider him at all last week and you talked me onto him. And that is who I have now called Nat Butchgoat. Uh, 67 points in a side that got thrashed doing sweet FA. He's back on the edge this week. I think he plays 25, 30 minutes on the edge. Satili comes on and then he moves back in the middle, which is what he did last week. And he was really, really good. Not from a Roosters fan, but from a Supercoach fan. I don't care how bad you are in real life. If you're getting me 67 points doing nothing at, what was it, 350K, that is awesome. Yeah, he just, he tackles, tackles, tackles. So he'll make a lot of tackles. It's just, someone's called me out in the chat for for saying it. It's it's the tackles he misses or, or the tackles that he's he's not in the line where he's supposed to be that frustrates me as a Roosters fan. And I do watch him pretty closely. Um, that said, at this point, I am getting him this week because if you, if you're banging out 55 to 70 range in base for 400 K, then just sign me up because that's an extra 50 points come next week, which will be very handy. But unlike Nanai, um, Butcher has that 60 floor. But he's also got the upside. We've seen him. We he had a hundred and twenty point affair when he played at the edge earlier this year, and he's a hundred k cheaper than Nenai. And if you're looking between the two, I think it's pretty clear as to who I'd be targeting. I don't know about you, but if you're looking between Nenai and Butcher, I'm sure you're leaning towards Butcher as well. Yeah, ninety five k cheaper, and they're not going to play Penrith every week. Penrith's a different beast, man. Like they're they're crazy this year. If it's not a Penrith Storm Grand Final, you know, I'll I'll be shocked. Penrith Tigers, mate, calling it. Uh, number seven, Ruben Garrick. Now, you and I touched on this on Sunday. I'm a Garrick owner. You're not. I'm I'm fine to hold, but I wouldn't be rushing out to buy. And, and I think you're in the same boat. Like you're, you're you're the non-owner on this podcast, and I am the owner. And, and I'm happy to hold him. But if I didn't own, I wouldn't be running out of my way to pick him up. I wouldn't buy him this week against Melbourne. No, like if Bellamy hasn't, you know, put them all through a table. You know, after the last two weeks, I'll, I'll be completely shocked. They'll, I'm definitely VCing in that game. Oh, as, as am I. What, what, I am VCing in that game last as well. Week, what you said last week's a bit different this week. You know, the Cowboys are flying high. Manly's just lost their top dog. It's down in Amy Park. It's a home game. I just think Melbourne, you know, if they've healed up from their TLC match with Bellamy, I reckon they'll be good to go. And either Grant or, or Munster's a definite VC for me. So, are we doubling down on the hot take? Are we just going to go with Melbourne forty plus again? <laughs> just keep doing uh, it. I don't know it if it'll be. I don't know if it'll be forty, just because Pappy's missing. Um, but I'll say thirty. Yeah, look, I just I'm going to keep doubling down on the narrative until it comes through. But yeah, look, <laughs> eventually you'll get it right. It's Melbourne, mate. Let's get back to Garrick, uh, seventh most traded in. You're buying him. I'm going to have to pull up my team to get his exact price. He's, he wouldn't be overly cheap. Uh, so he sits at six hundred and it's like six fifty. Yeah, six fifty one does have a ninety seven break even as well. Am I'd I, wait till next week. Yeah, am I missing something here? Don't buy Garrick if you're going to buy him. Get him next week. Uh, number eight, Sean Sean Johnson. Am I reading this right? Oh God, that's that's chasing points. No way. Just yeah, next. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think we, we, we've got to give it a little thought. Let me. I haven't actually looked at him, so I'm going to pull up his numbers sort of live on air as we speak as to why he's so appealing. So Sean Johnson... Well, he scored 98 last week, I think, and he did score a try. But he's also, I just don't think he's playing that good football. He's also 370k. Yeah, he's dropped dropped heaps. Playing the Knights with a minus 30 break even. Can I tempt you at all there? No. Ask me on Thursday. So, SJ, 96 last week, 56 the week before. 29. That's all he's done, bud, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, ready? 29, 24, 21, 15, 34, 45, 66. That's like, that's like five scores in a row under 25. And you take 30 points off for the try, and he's only really scored 60 again, which isn't really setting the world on fire. So, no. No to SJ, mate. All right. What, can I tempt you in another halfback that has play, well, that will play for his country, and Nathan Cleary, the ninth most traded in player, uh, about to head into origin after a really good game again last week. He just is just shitting out points for fun. It's just what Cleary does. Ninth most traded in this week, though. Must be a lot of head-to-head players. Yeah, I mean, just they're going to miss around 13. Then he maybe get rested over the, like, Penrith are flying. Does Ivan Cleary just rest him? And then he's going to be out again. And I don't know. I mean, it's Cleary, obviously. Like, it's, it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come in and say no, but surely there's better times to pick him up. And surely we should have had him by now. Yeah, you definitely should have had him by now. Pick up the resurgence instead. The resurgence. Number 10, uh, Ruben Cotter, another one that I'm not, overly keen on right now. A guy that you want to own, I just don't know of round 12 before round 13 when most likely they, most likely he's going into origin camp. He's 100% going into origin. They've got to be head-to-head week. players. I would wait until next week to buy Cotter. Like, otherwise, I'd get Payne Haas right now. But for me, I'll just wait till either closer to the second buy or, or after the second buy because what's the point? Like... Anything can happen with origin as well, like injuries and restings and stuff like that. So over this period, it's just a it's a management period. Try and make some cash. Try and pick up some guys that might go on a run. Um, you know, you've got to play the cough. game a little bit differently over this period. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I like Cotter. I like him as a buy. I just prefer him next week when you know what his future is looking like. Uh, moving into the, to the top five most sold, and we touched on him being out this week. And it's Jason Tamalolo. I don't like this because people... I'd wait till next week because yeah. it's going to burn you in the arsehole if he, if he gets named next week. And, you know, watching it live, they kind of said, oh, like he might be able to play on. And, and then he went up the sheds and, and they obviously ruled him out. And it's always been a not a long-term injury is, is the message that we've received. So I don't know. I, I kind of think he'll be there next week and... What's the point in selling this week when you can just get the points next week? Like you're going to need them, especially if this narrative plays out that the, uh, the 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 Cowboys get thumped by. Oh my goodness! Half my dinner just came up. Uh, the Cowboys get thumped by Penrith, and then Todd Payton's like, "All right, let's just let's just get our main man back in." Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe I'm being too hopeful. But we bought him for round thirteen coverage. He has a chance to be back in round thirteen. Hey, how much money do you lose this week if he doesn't play? Zero dollars. Just hold, you know, like if, unless you're desperate for the cash, um, we've been pretty blessed. And honestly, he's, he's been scoring 20 to 40 points. Oh, he's like, lost, he's lost all his cash. Pretty much, made. pretty much everyone in your squad can get those type of points. Like, so you're not really losing that much. No, look, if Sifatalakai was out as well, like with what we, we were worrying about, then I might change my tune, but no, look, I just think like 
he's one man. Surely you've got enough depth to cover 50 points off the bench uh, and roll the dice. I'm not trading at Lolo. Different story. If we come back next week at the same time, mate, and he's not named, then yeah. Then def- jump de- off. Definitely. Absolutely. Turn him into Torhu Harris. Turn him into Jastavanga. You know, turn him into David Fafita if he's named. Like, there's options next week, but wait till next week. Uh, number two on the list. This makes sense more. It's Tom Kruivich. Not much yeah, more, not much more to say, really. Yeah, he's well, he's dead. So, um, yeah, sell him. Number three, Chris Randall. I feel like Chris Randall has been in the top five for the last month. Yeah, well, he was very highly owned and people are just chipping away. So you've milked his BE or you can milk him. So he makes sense. Number four, Kelma Tuolagi. I think Ugh. rinse and repeat what you just said about uh, Chris Randall. Yeah, he's one of my cells this week. I would have sold him last week, but I, I had to hold him the extra week. So, yeah, jump off. Oh, that was because he came on and played like like no minutes and got like a very poor score and lost a bunch of cash. Uh, number five, a man that did lose a bunch of cash last week, probably going to lose even more this week. Unless he can score five tries. Uh, not too sure. Definitely on the cards. Xavier Coates. Mm, interesting one with Coates. You know, we, we've seen what he can do. Um, and now he's doing kind of what I said in the preseason as the reason I didn't buy him. And, you know, if you asked me six weeks ago, I was, you know, throwing chairs because I didn't own him. And now I'm sitting there going, well, maybe it was the right decision because he's he's back to that no base, no tries. You know, you're, you're playing him for the upside, but then you're copping 10 to 15 points. So, yeah, it's a 50-50 call. But with Melbourne going into origin with a lot of representation, including possibly Coates himself, I think it makes sense to sell. He at at the time of recording last week he had made two hundred he had made two hundred and ten k awesome I bought him I sold him last week so I, I made a fair chunk of change there last week he did he did sweet fa lost a hundred k this week he has a hundred and thirty two break even and if he scores if he doesn't score a try again this week he will lose nearly another hundred k and have lost basically all the money that he has made in two weeks and good I'll see you in four weeks. That's the thing. Like, if you if you're going to hold, just know that like it's going to be a, it's going to be all in or all in a fold every hand. Like, it's either it's going to be so volatile. And I jumped off last week. I was happy, um, but there is a real possibility he could just score like four hundred thousand tries this weekend and, and score one hundred and fifty points. But one hundred and thirty-two break even, it, it is concerning um, because we know that he, he doesn't have the work rate to to really even try and halve that be. I don't think he's going to get that on his best day. You know, if he scores three or four tries, like what did he score when he got four tries? About 130? He scored, after I just pulled his profile down, he scored 123 against the Warriors. That was when Edward Cossey, uh, yep, Edward Cossey did not have a good game. And then the week after, he scored 116 against the Knights. Since then, he's gone 31, 8, 16. And before well, those before those 200 games, <clears throat> he had 18 against the Sharks. He had 15 against the, the Raiders. So, when 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 the man doesn't score, he gets you sub twenty, and he could definitely lose all the money that he had made in the last month. Yep, sell. Awesome. Uh, that's gonna do it for. Oh, what the hell has happened on my screen? Oh, oh. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're gonna take a quick five minute, two, three, five minute break, whatever, uh, as we normally do, and then we will get into uh, our best captain options for the week. We will go back over our hot takes, and we will give our trade talks. So sit tight, sit pretty, uh, and we will be back very, very shortly. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, we are back. Thank you for sitting pretty. Um, so we've basically gone over the top 10 most bought, top five most sold or whatever order we did it. I can't remember. Um, there's a couple we like, a couple we don't like. It's, it's, a, it's a weird week for trades, I feel like, this week when you've got the obvious standout in Karaz and then... If people are trading out Lolo, there's two, and if they want to make upgrades to their squad, there's a there's a boost gone. So um, we'll, we'll we'll head into that. I reckon we just while we've been talking about the trade so much. Good afternoon. This is your captain. Wrong soundbite. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. I am only doing the one trade this week, and it's just Isaiah Tass to uh, Karaz, Jacob Karaz. I'm not sold on Isaiah Tass. It could be to Andrew. For, it could be Andrew Fafita um, to Karaz via some jewels, but. Yeah, not not too sure what to do, but Karaz is definitely coming in, and it's just between one of those two. Um, I've got no boost left, so not making any fancy moves. Yeah, my my trades at this point are I'm getting rid of uh, what's his name, Leo Thompson, and what a flop he's been to Alagi. Yeah, uh, yeah, what a flop he was going right early in the season. Um, so I'm getting rid of those two, and I'm getting Butcher and Karaz in. So two buy numbers. Both guys been scoring well, should make a bit of cash. So, for two guys that are just floundering, so I know I'd like to get fancy, but I think I'll just keep it simple and do those two. I know this could seem pointless to some, but next week if Lolo is out, I'm probably just going to go Lolo to McInnes, even though McInnes, yep. even though McInnes is in the bye and won't play. If Lolo plays and and Cotter plays, I have 15 players for around fifth, uh, around 13. I don't know where that's come from. Like I've just I just all of a sudden got like a heap of players. So if I can start cutting them down to like McInnes, like that'd be, be great, especially if Lolo's out. So um, I don't particularly mind that. But yeah, Karaz is definitely coming in for me, as he should be coming in for most people. Good afternoon. This is your captain speaking. Okay, we're doubling down on Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think Melbourne will Melbourne will get it done. They'll bounce back hard this week. I've put here, can we trust the Melbourne bounce back? Munster with Hughes or Grant back to nine? I think it's picky poison with the two of them. Yeah, exactly right. And I, and I don't know which way to tell people to go because I haven't decided. At the moment, I've got it on Munster, but I do kind of like Grant to to really do some damage up the ruck this week. I With my VCs, I'd rather go 200 points or zero. And I just I don't know if Grant has that massive, massive score in him. Um, so for that reason, I'm probably leaning towards, uh, what's his face? Uh, bloody Munster. Munster. And the only reason why I'm going this game is because I think the only op- the only loop option that I have is via uh, Isaiah Tass or um, Jason Tamalolo. Oh, sorry, it's on- if I trade out Tass, it's only through Jason Tamalolo who plays the next game on the Friday. So I'm probably going to... Peoples? I don't own Peoples because I'm not a silly, silly duffer and didn't go a week early. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got, look, that's the thing. If I trade out um, Andrew Fafita rather than Isaiah Tass, then I can um, just loop through Tass. But the way I'm doing my trades, I think I'm, I think I'm just going to hold Fafita. So yeah, I'm leaning towards Munster. And I'm also leaning towards Cleary, probably the next best option. Because I've put here, can people go back to the Cobo well with the VC? 
Can South yep. Can South have a, a huge performance against a Tiger side who let in eighteen points against the Bulldogs? So basically, Cody or, or Damien Cook. The Roosters Sharks game seems really really dodgy to put up to take a punt on anyone there, and then don't mind Nico in that game. Yeah, I, I just prefer I just prefer uh, Cleary against um, the Cowboys, and then like now that IPAP's moved to the middle, I don't really feel confident putting the C on him. And then I know he scores well, but like, sub, like in my mind, I'm like, can I put a captaincy on a guy coming off the bench? Which like, never, never fun. No, 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 don't do that. So there's not much. There's you not know, much I'm just from. looking at it now. All the games are kind of like the the first two games and the two teams that I try and target for captaincy, and then after that, like, it's a bit like meh. you said, like Cobo. To do, you can't really VC Cobo because you've already passed the Melbourne boys and Cleary. So you'd either be going the captain on him or, or chucking a V on him. And I suppose targeting the Sharks, the Sharks Roosters game. That's because the game I, I want to target the least. Any other game, I wouldn't be captaining, not unless you really got faith in Mitch Moses this week. He's if, the only other name that I could throw out there. If IPAT was on the edge, yes, I'd, I'd consider it. But for me, mate, I'm just going to go Munster into Cleary. I think that's just the, the safest option. If you're a really ballsy head-to-head player, you could vice Cleary or Munster and Captain Ponga. Ew. <laughs> but yeah. I don't like saying it, but they are playing the Warriors and the Warriors leak a shit ton of points. Isn't, isn't Clifford Ponga back? has looked a little bit better lately. So isn't that's, Clifford back? That, I wouldn't do that head to head. I would head to head players only, not overall. Don't do it if you're an overall player. But yeah, it's kind of ugly. You've got to go early this week, I think. You do, which will make it interesting. Um, okay, so hot takes. I, I was shocking last week. I had. Uh, Melbourne to put on 40, didn't happen. I think I had Talakai over 80, didn't happen. Uh, I had something else that also didn't happen. This week, Cody. Now, not Ramsey, unfortunately, but Cody Walker, 100 points against the Tigers. Cobbo, man of the moment, under 45. You can tell which players I own and which players I don't own. And Cam Munster, also 100 plus. Fair enough. Uh, Last week, I said that Turbo would limp through the game. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I savaged the man. He limped, he limped, he limped savaged off. savaged him. He limped off the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said that um, Gutho would go 90 plus and be the first try scorer. So that... I'm a little bit dirty that that try got disallowed because that's exactly what he would have done. Uh, and I said that Cleary would turn up, which he didn't quite do. So... None of those are actually, well, I don't know if we give me turbo or not. None of those actually <laughs> nailed, but they were all pretty close. Um, it's funny. Like, week, it's funny that we that, that we tip Cleary for 100 plus, and when he gets 85, it's like, oh. You bastard. How <laughs> <laughs> disappointing. All right. So I'm going to go James Tedesco to get a ton this week. Um, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs and Dragons game to be under six points, as in the margin. But I don't know who will win, but I think it will be less than a six-point margin. So that's a bit of a, I guess, a random one. And I'm going to go for Selwyn Cobbo to not get any tries this week and for Katoni Staggs to get one. Yeah, I think that, that, game. that goes hand-in-hand with my, with my uh, Cobbo under-45 play. Um, yeah, hopefully. I just, I'm sick of seeing... It's got to change eventually. So let's hope it's this week. You know, you've got big brother versus, you know, half-step brother or whatever it is. <laughs> the, the, weird, so, the weird third child. Yeah. 
Little Brothers, North Queensland. So I don't know what that makes the Titans or the Transformers, as my son calls them. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But hopefully Katoni uh, keeps the goal kicking and scores, let's say, three tries. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, when it comes to que- when it comes to questions, I've been getting a lot of sort of questions ab- about David Clemmer. B- believe it or not, like he's just been he's been on fire. Trade him in. Simple, simple as that. Or yep. Look, if if you're going going to come up, if you're in the chat and you're going to say Butcher or Clemmer, I'm going to say Clemmer because Clemmer's a keeper and. He'll be. He should be there for the second buy. I don't. I think his Origin days have have been and gone. You know, you got Junior Paulo's. You know, pretty much a walk up start. Uh, RCG will probably be in the side. Payne Haas is in the side. So I just don't see where he fits into Origin anymore. Therefore, he'll definitely play round seventeen. So pretty much, unless they're a potential keeper that plays the first buy, if it's Clemmer versus somebody. I'm going to pick Clemmer because Clemmer's a bona fide keeper this year. He's going to get 70 points every week. He'll make up the points loss on round 13. Now, can we talk about uh, Sivitalikai? Now, we, we touched on him briefly. <sighs> we, t- we touched we him can. briefly on Sunday. I want to, I want to hear the, the thought process on him because it is becoming a little bit hard, but he now finally gets the center wing eligibility. Can we look at him in different eyes? And I know you're going to bring up the price, but I think sometimes you have to look past that. Uh, I still think he's a sell. Um, I just don't think his scores warrant holding him. Regard like you, we want to talk about uh, Coates earlier, and how you know he was this price and now he's this price. And yeah, he had a couple of good weeks, Coates, and outside of that, not so good. And I know the base is a little bit different. You're talking about you know a forty or a fifty compared to Coates' 15. But the base seems to be getting worse for me. It's declining. We do you know, get Will I Kennedy back. I can really see him getting a 20 or a 30 if there's no, you know, line break assist or try assist or anything in that. And I think teams are, you know, he had that breakout game where, you know, he, um, you know, we had to arrange a funeral for, for Morgan, Harper. Bloody Morgan Harper and he's only just recovered from it. Um, and since then, teams have you know probably added them, added Talakai to to their to their tapes. They've studied him, they've worked out how to shut him down. And I don't know. I think the run's over. I'm not saying he's not going to have another big score this season. I just don't think it's going to happen consistently. And I think, you know, I look at a Zach Lomax and go, I'd rather Lomax right now than Talakai, especially with the draw ahead. Spicy. Um, as I said before, does it change that we get Will Kennedy back this week? We get his fullback back, and it'll make the tack a little bit more smooth. Maybe, but what was his? How how long's Will Kennedy been out for? Uh, two. Talakai hasn't three, three weeks. Two weeks. Something like that. Talakai hasn't really scored any points in like six weeks. I'm just asking well, because people people like. are genuinely bringing up the idea of trading um, Talakai to. Karaz, and then I'm assuming like going like to a luggy to Matto or something, something like that. So it's been four weeks since he got the 165 when he terrorized Manly, and he's basically like his PPM's 0.4 to 0.6 in the last four games. 
Yeah, no, it does. It does make it interesting. Um, I just, I just think he's now picked up that like really good center wing eligibility, and I will probably hold. Um, one more thing before we finish up, a guy like Isaac Tago, uh, or even Talamay to, to that extent. What are we doing come round fourteen? Because um, I feel like round fourteen is like when you make the decision. I will hold one, and funnily enough, at the moment I'd probably hold Tago out of the two. I just want to check something. Uh, so we'll just have a look. So they've got Newcastle, easy, New Zealand, easy. Roosters, who they just flogged. West Tigers, Sharks, Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne, South. It does get a little Pretty bit gross. tricky in, pat- in patches there. Um, mixed in with, I'll probably hold one of the two and I'll probably upgrade the other. Is, so, is it a case of whoever's more expensive you're selling or do you have an idea in your head as to who you want to keep? I think I'd probably prefer to keep Talamay, to be honest. Um, I just feel like being the winger, he's probably going to end up with more tries of the two. So if they do, you know, get a bit more fluent on that left-hand side again, May will probably be the one that falls over the line on the back of it. So I'll, I'll think I'll probably keep May, um, which will actually help me out a little bit because i still got Tago and Telekoi in my second row anyway. So it might make things a bit easier, a bit more simplistic when I make my longer term plans for what to do in that position. Now, very, very last one. I saw you were flexing a certain Dragons asset on your Twitter today. I thought it may have been Michaeli Ravalawa at 260k, but it turns out it was Cody Ramsey. Tell me about Cody. Tell me if there's any value or if it's oh, just... Don't get me wrong. He, he scares the shit out of me, but I think my point on Twitter today was that they've got two two hard games basically between now and round 18. And those two teams, the Cowboys and the Broncos, who they play on round 13, uh, they play the Cowboys two days after origin. I can't really see any backups for the serious guys. So they'll be in, they'll be affected by origin, which is a good week to play them. And then they play Broncos on the second bye week, which means, again, they'll be missing players. How many? Probably not as many as they used to miss, but they'll still be missing guys. So that's two pretty good weeks to play two of the top four, top five sides, wherever they finished at the moment. The rest of it's just your dregs, really. So, you know, they play South in there. South are playing a lot of Bustards. They play in Canberra in there, currently in good form, but they're very up and down that side. They've got the Bulldogs this week who potentially they could stomp all over. There is, I think Ramsey's won the spot. McCulloch was raised to me today. Oh, what about McCulloch? Well, McCulloch's in the side now. Um, and, Sorry, I what, think Mumbai was just, only really thrown there. Can you just, can you just explain to people why uh, McCulloch would have any relevance on Ramsey for anyone not, not following? So, yeah, so Mumbai obviously was playing fullback. Ramsey and Sloan have kind of moved in there over the last two or three weeks. Now it looks like Ramsey's got the chance. He's looked the best out of the lot that have played in the fullback slot. The concern, I suppose, was that McCulloch comes in, Mumbai goes back to fullback, Ramsey's missing his job again. Not going to be the case. It looks like Mbai will play the 14 role that McCulloch after this week, if they don't do it before kickoff this week, will go back into the nine. And Ramsey's got his crack at last in the fullback slot. So, you know, a fullback that you can pick up for sub 300 with a good run ahead. Yeah, I did this last year though. I did this like with the exact same player and it's become a meme. Yeah, I know it has, and maybe I'll become the meme. I really want to do it this week, but Karaz, unfortunately, is 
kind of takes precedent. 100k cheaper. Yeah, I have to. I have to. He could make 100 grand this week, and he plays the buy. So, Perez is a non-negotiable. I suppose I could overlook Nat Butcher, but then I'm risking a safe 60 versus a potential 10. Probably, yeah, like a 10 or a 100. But obviously, there will be more cash growth in Cody, and I'd have more change left over. So that's always a debate. I'm going to skip it this week, but if anyone's good for numbers and they really want a smoky pod this week that could go large, I quite like Cody Ramsey if you go on the cheap. If you want to pay a bit more, I really like Zach Lomax this week too. Goodness, goodness gracious, man. I did not think we'd ever come full circle on the Cody, Cody Ramsey narrative. And I think that gets to a point now in the podcast where both our brains have become quite fried when... We may be suggesting picking him up. I've been your host, Jesse Whisperer. You've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast. I am the coach of the Ramsey Resurgence, ranked 599th, as always, joined by Brew, coach of the Brew World Order, ranked 7398. Uh, we'll be back here on Sunday to wrap up the round, and we're going to wrap up after Cam Munster scores 160 points. I'll take it. I that will would see. be good. Definitely. All right, guys, stay safe. Uh, be kind. All right. Whatever. Bye. Bye.